This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Jay Horowitz with the latest edition of the Amazing Mental Love Life podcast. And it's a pleasure to have on my longtime friend, Jesse Orozco. Jesse, could you believe it's 34 years ago, um, the playoffs in Houston, the World Series and everything? Where, where does time go? It's 34 years ago this month. 34 years? You're kidding me. It seems like forever, but it seemed like yesterday also. I was a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let me take you back to the before game six. You know, we're up three to two in the Astrodome. If we don't win game six, we have to face a former teammate, Mike Scott, who had really held us to one run in the first two games. Do you remember what the feeling was going into that game? You know, was it a necessity we had to win? I know there was a lot of talk about let's get it done in game six and not have to worry about facing Mike again. Well, we knew already, and um, you could see it um, in our batters when they were facing him that, that series before. Um, I could see uh, Gary was talking to Keith, Keith talking to Gary, because they, they felt like, you know, they didn't know what to do. This guy was just dominant. And so once that hit gets into the head of somebody, it, it really makes a difference. So um, we knew that we uh, everything was be riding on uh, you know, game, uh, game six. Everybody talks about the comeback in the World Series, but I remember, uh, you know, I, I used to go down the locker room in the eighth inning. So we're in the uh, in the locker room. We're losing three to nothing. We have the rally and a pretty dramatic rally. Like Lenny and Wally got big hits, Keith and RBI. And then we go to the fourteenth inning, where uh, uh, we get a run in the top of the fourth inning. Fourteenth, you come out to pitch, and unfortunately, uh, Billy Hatchett hits the foul pole. The tie the game. Do you remember what your feeling was at that time? You know, I mean, we thought we had the game won and we had to move on. How, how tough was it to continue on after that home run? Well, I mean, it 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 surprised me. Uh, you know, it, it shocked me for a second, but I was very fit, uh, fortunate that the, we did have a one run lead, and if it would have been a different story if uh, it would have been uh, tied up at that time. So. Uh, I just had a I had a battle. I had thrown lots of innings uh, in the playoffs, uh, starting from game one all the way to the end. And um, I think my arm was starting to get a little tired. And we even had a meeting on the mound about that. But um, David just when he came out, he said, "You're you're my man. I'm going to win. I'm going to lose it with you." So it gave me some confidence. But I did lose a little steam, and and so uh, at that moment we decided. No more fastball from Jesse Roscoe. <laughs> and then we go to the 16th. It didn't get any easier. We get three runs. They get two. Um, now, was this another immediate amount? I remember that Gary and Keith came with seven to six, and Kevin Bass was up. Um, and I think, was, was there another meeting before that bat? I mean, one of either Gary or Keith said, again, no more fastballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're kind of uh, trying to drill me with what I needed to do. Um, but. Even I knew that, you know, my fastball wasn't working. Uh, and so those guys were, you know, 
they're both unbelievable captains. And so, I mean, that's, that's the thing they do. And, um, that was something to, you know, generate myself and keep me going. So, I mean, couldn't have two better guys. So, I mean, he had a, just a tremendous series, Jesse. He won three games. I think the first pitcher with three games in an LCS. And, and then, uh, you pitched eight innings. And, you know, like you say, you're, and then, then we jump off to the World Series. Um, you know, in the World Series, you got, um, you know, you got, you got two saves, pitched another five and two thirds inning. And I think you came in. In the in the eighth inning, right in the, in um, when the game was a two run game, still at the top of the eighth, you got a key out. But I know you really want to talk about at the bottom of the eighth inning, you got an RBI single to make it eight to five game. What do you remember about that hit that you got? Now, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Hit. <laughs> uh, you know, I I didn't have many at bats in my career. Um, we did a bunch of signs on there. You know, whether to you know bunt it or or do the fake uh, hit. And so uh, it was just, you know, I guess it was my week. I mean, I threw the ball really well, came up, had one at bat, and um, just uh, tried to make contact. And it seemed like there was five guys trying to jump up to the middle of the uh, the field, and the ball just leaked through. Got it, got through. Jay, what do you remember back to the ninth inning? You know, you're, you're kind of posed when you, you know, you struck out Marty Bauer and you threw your glove in the air. Do you, I mean, that picture, you know, it's still in, in City Field, but do you, I mean, do you have a copy of that print in your house when you threw the glove up the air and everything? Yeah, yeah. People send me things like that, and it's uh, it's been great. Uh, but uh, that's that's just a defining moment uh, I'll, ever, I'll have the rest of my life. Uh, and, and, you wind, and you wind up giving the glove, I remember, to Stephen McDonald, who's a New York policeman who had gotten shot. I mean, I think he went, we went over to the hospital to give him the glove, and that had to be a nice thing to remember him by, I mean, to, to do that. I feel it was, uh, and that was my first thought, too, that, you know, the glove was uh, retrieved back to me, and so uh, I thought it'd be a, a great thing to do. I'd, I'd helped out in the past, you know, like uh, uh, supporting the police department and things like that in my younger days, and so, uh, you know, when that happened, um I felt it was the right thing to do. And I know some people say, oh, Jesse, you could have had that glove and, you know, it could have been big for you. I said, no, it's it's my heart that that, that did that. And so that, that means everything to me. I actually went to his funeral a couple of years. He died a couple, about two years ago. And he yes, had uh -huh. a big funeral in, in Manhattan. It was like, Jesse, looking back, what do you think made the team, aside from the wins, you know, 116 wins, what made the 86 team, you know, well, Medfian still remember, you know, 69, not just because we won, but what was it about that team you think that made it special? Well, you know, just don't look at the first nine, ten guys. Look at the 25-man roster. We had two center fielders, two left fielders, two riders. They played everywhere. Tim Tuffle moving all over the field. Um, Lenny and uh, Wally, you know, little guys like that, but just had the heart of a tiger. Our pitching staff, uh, we we gelled real well. We had we had guys that threw hard, some guys that kind of uh, feel for the ball, but you know, get people out. It was just a amazing uh, thing that Davey Johnson put together. You know, when the season started. Well, I should say for the uh, few years before that, because we were making our we were starting to make our move. Uh, you know, starting going to St. Louis and then Chicago, and just kept going. And but it was just a it was a crazy good team. And uh, a, a good bunch of guys, and we all, you know, connected real well together. And um, Davey just used to let us play the game. He said, you know, you guys are big league players. You do your thing. So 
made us feel comfortable yeah. all the time. Yeah, we talk about how he used you and Roger McDowell. I looked at the record book. You know, Roger had 22 saves that year. You had 21. So, I mean, it's pretty – you don't usually see that today. You know, it's usually one predominant guy with the saves. But you guys kind of split it right down the middle of that year. Got that? Yeah. Um, when Roger came up, you know, I knew that – I heard about him, you know, in the minor leagues, uh, you know, that he's got some good stuff and everything like that. And then when he came up, I couldn't believe uh, he had masterful stuff. I mean, his, his ball would move like you wouldn't believe. When they uh, joined us together to be the uh, both closers, it was it was wonderful. The, the mo- most important thing too, like for myself personally, you know, Roger threw lots of innings, so that that kept my arm fresh. That's probably why you know I had a longevity career uh, due to relievers, you know, kind of picking me up and and giving me that chance to you know do my thing. But there comes a time, you know, when you get lots of innings in and and. It could be tough sometimes, but, uh, you know, Roger just made it very good for us. And, and so uh, we had a thing where uh, Davey put it together and said, you know what, I can come at you lefty or righty at any situation. One particular, speaking about you and Roger teaming up, one, one of my favorite games was in July of 86 in Cincinnati. Um, about the 10th inning that uh, uh, Eric Davis slides into Ray Knight. We, we, you know, and Ray, we had a little fight. Guys were kicked out. And we, I think we had one in the ninth inning that Dave Parker dropped a fly ball. We tied the game up, and we wanted to win it. Hojo had a, a a home run to win the game in the 13th. But what matter about the game is that we were short players, and you and Roger, you know, switched from the mound to the outfield and then outfield to the mound. That had probably one of your good highlights, I, I guess. Oh, that was that was that was awesome. It was fun. You really never did that before. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing with Davey. He used to watch everything we did during practice, games, everything. And he saw that Roger McDowell and I used to, you know, shag in the outfield, you know, in practice. And we'd be jumping over the walls and doing everything to try to make catches because, you know, that was a kind of our exercise too. But uh, it's amazing just that it happened that year that Davey had a situation uh, and uh, he turned to Roger and I. And uh, it, was, it was hilarious. It was fun. I even got a fly ball, you know, hit to me and made an out. Yeah, Tony Perez did. I looked it up right. Yeah, Tony Perez yeah. did it to you. So. But, you know, Davey wasn't afraid to take any chances. You know, he, you know, he was, I remember the speech he gave in, um, in spring training in 86. He said, none, none of we're going to win. We're going to dominate, you know, and, and he believed in the guys. And to me, I think he was a perfect manager for the group of guys we had at that time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect guy to lead the shit. And, yeah, he was. He was amazing. And, and it, it, there was a time where we had a little spell, which happens during the season. David would, you know, he'd, he'd light us up and, and, and get us motivated again. So uh, he just did he just did everything he needed to do. He was he was wonderful to have as a manager. Uh, Jesse, that's one of my favorite games. Back a couple of years, in, in July of 83, it was a doubleheader. You wind up getting uh, the wins in both ends of the doubleheader. The first game, you pitched four innings and got the win. The second game, you pitched an inning and got the win. That probably wouldn't happen to today. I mean, there's no way they're going to bring a, a relief pitcher, any pitcher, if you pitch his four innings, back and have a pitch it the next day. You remember that doubleheader against the Pirates? Oh, yeah. 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 See, that was fun days. I mean, and, and I threw lots of innings. Uh, Roger threw lots of innings. So we're always we're in situations like that. And when something like that comes up, you just like, it's pretty cool that, you know, it happened. But you're right, Jay. It doesn't happen anymore today. No. What do you feel about the game, Jesse, about the – Three batter rule. What do you feel about some of the 
you know, putting a guy at second base. What do you feel about, you know, a lot of them maybe just for this year with the pandemic, what do you feel about some of those new rules? Well, it came up kind of quick, right? You know, just before the, right. uh, you know, during the pandemic and uh, they figured this is the time to do it. If they're going to do it, I don't know how long they had it, uh, been thinking about this, yeah. but um, it's different. I mean, I know that like when, when I pitched, you know, it was I'm in and I'm out, whatever they're going to do. Now, uh, to have uh, to force three batters in a row, it's a different story. Because, I mean, the batters can change. The pitchers can't change. It's just the, the batters can get whatever they want. Because they took out a game when you, you know, you, you uh, wound up going back to pitch for the Dodgers in the 8-8 playoffs. And one of the things that kind of stuck a dagger in my heart that day. Uh, yeah. The, 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 uh, game four of the uh, LCS, um, you know, the Dodgers had gone ahead. I think that was Gibson's home run. In the, in the 12th inning, and you came in with first and second. You walked the bat, batter, and he came out in the bases loaded. It was at the bottom of the 12th, and you got you you got Dallas to uh, to uh, to pop, pop out. Yeah, that that had me kind of weird, huh? After two years ago, you it was so weird. I mean, yeah, I was I was with the Mets for you know eight years. Yeah, and so uh, and then go straight to that, and then and then be in the uh, the playoffs against them. But uh, and, and the Mets had dominated the, the Dodgers that I think what ten of eleven or ten of twelve, and they came back and beat us, beat us that game. Didn't Tommy have a? I remember he had a long talk with the mound that I, I maybe my memory's failing me, but I remember when you came in, the, the Tommy said something to you on the mound. I don't know if you remember. Maybe I'm hallucinating. No, you're not. <laughs> Tommy, uh, he 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 came at me pretty hard, <laughs> and uh, threw about every word in the book to me. So. Uh, well, it's a part of the game, you know, it's a heated moment. And so uh, I was just glad that, you know, I had a chance to get one more batter and, you know, did my job. And how? Yeah, let me ask you a question. How, how do you account for your, your longevity? You pitched until you were 46 years old. You still hold the record. It's probably never going to be top, top. You pitch in 1,252 games. It's really unbelievable. And nobody's, nobody's even close to you. I mean, did you go on to disable us once at the end? I don't remember you ever going on DL. Yeah, toward the end of my career, I actually it was kind of uh, weird that uh, I was having batting practice when I was the Dodgers in 2002. They threw a pitch inside of me, just batting practice, and, and I, I tweaked my muscle, my oblique. <laughs> so I, I went on the DL, and I was so mad because, I mean, I had a, I had such a – a long stretch. I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah, twelve hundred. I mean, you know, all the records are. I mean, not, nobody's going to pitch in that games anymore. It's really just an amazing record, and you know, wanted a few guys to pitch in, you know, uh, in, in four decades. So I mean, I mean, looking back, I mean, you're you had you know two world championships, and you know, really eighty eight is really the last time the Dodgers have won. So maybe that'll change this year. But but uh, I mean, you still kind. Of, you know, the Dodgers in a play, you still kind of root for them, Jesse? Could you have a part with them? Yeah, I mean, I still, you know, of course, the Mets, Dodgers, um, you know, I had a great time in uh, Baltimore because a new stadium came up, Camden Yards, and so I was like a, a kid again because uh, I played in two really old parts before that. It was Cleveland and uh, Milwaukee, and now now they're nice now, but back then they had the old stadiums. So, yeah, I still follow a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, you you um, you started your career as a starter, and now you went to relief early on. Did you think that you would, when you first started, you would wind up pitching in four decades and 
over 1,200 games, and I mean, I mean, some pretty remarkable achievements you you accomplished in your career. No, I never did, but I tell you what, uh, when they tried to put me into the starting, I said this could be the shortest career I've ever I could have had because uh, I went up in the big leagues and lost four starts. They sent me back to the minors. I had uh, lost nine starts, and so I I, I didn't know. What, direction to go and so i talked to my coaches and say you know i i can't i can't pitch as a starter i said i need to go in the bullpen and they didn't want me they wanted to keep me starting and so i just i said it's not that i gave up but almost you know i felt lonely for a minute and um finally um i just talked to one of my coaches and and uh, kind of drilled them and say, hey, please, please just call new york and tell them i i need to go on the pan and so they finally agreed and then that was it. <laughs> Had all the starts. Listen, I just want to, you know, thank you for yeah. coming on and, you know, all the best, Jesse. Hopefully, you know, stay safe and hopefully when this thing is over, hopefully we get to see you again. And, you know, like okay. you said, we want to, you know, bring the alumni back to City Field and hopefully, you know, I know you'll be back here a couple of times and hopefully get you back and do some stuff again, you know. Next year is the 35th anniversary of the amazing 86 Mets. So be safe, Jesse, and thank you for your time. Okay. Uh, my wife, Letitia, says hi to you. She loves you to death, Jay. You've been so nice to my family and everything. And so, uh, you guys are great. And we'll stay. I hope we can get to see you soon. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.